Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. Today on the show, we have Bishop Dr. Matthew Meager. He's the founder and CEO of Grace TV and Jesus Way International. He's also a vice president with Christian Chambers of Commerce and Industry and a vice president of Joint Christian Action Council, coming all the way from Hyderabad, India. Matthew, it is such an honor to have you here today. I'm so honored, uh, Matt, to be on your platform. I'm so blessed and uh, Thank you for all that are listening and joining this uh, interview. God bless you all and welcome from India. So uh, Matthew and I met on a heaven and business call. It it actually, that's a prayer call that that started weekly due to COVID. So it started back in March and and every single week we meet just business leaders and, and prayer warriors from around the world and it's just a powerful time in the presence of God where we get to come together via Zoom, thanks to modern technology, just like we're using right now. Uh, I always tell people that God is a great connector because, you know, every single week, you know, he was just highlighting Matthew and, you know, just the, the spirit and the heart. And although we've never met in person, you know, I just, I know how much you love the Lord and so I just wanted to hear a little bit more of your story, and I wanted you to share that with the people today. Uh, how did you get connected with Heaven and Business originally? Um, I uh, did not know about Heaven and Business in the beginning, but I knew Pastor Bill Johnson from Bethel, uh, Redding, California. And uh, so I always uh, keep following Pastor Bill and uh, Pastor Chris Valatan and all the church activities and all that. So through that, I came to know about uh, Heaven and Business a few years ago. So uh, that was something that, you know, is in my heart. And I also do business with various things. I'm not just a pastor, a bishop, and also businesses. So I thought I definitely, you know, the name itself is so catchy. And Pastor Bill always talks about, uh, you know, transformation of the cultures and uh, invading going into the culture and uh, and then heaven in business it was like wow that's what we want to do is we need heaven especially in india india with 300 million gods that india worships Mm -hmm. so i was thinking how could i bring heaven into india so i went and attended the heaven in business conference few years ago that's where i came to know about hib heaven in business Mm -hmm. Well, I definitely think that it is an incredible, uh, just an incredible organization. Obviously, Bethel itself is is amazing in the things that they've done, not just in Redding, California, but all around the world. Uh, the see the the reach that they have, it's uh, extremely impactful. And so, you know, you being in India, you haven't always lived in India, you, you've been there for a while since you've been doing your ministry, but, but kind of tell us how you got started with that. Um, I got saved uh, in the year 1988, and uh, I was just going through college uh, then, and uh, I was born and brought up in India, and in the same place that I am here in 20, 
miles away from where I am. And the Lord called me to the full-time ministry. I mean, full-time since those days, you know, I was uh, doing part-time this and part-time the other things and all. So the Lord gave me a vision to reach out to many people in our state, in our country. And uh, those days, you know, we didn't have any of these YouTubes and emails and internet and all that. But it was just uh, being in the presence of God and trying to see, Lord, what, what is that you want us to do? And so God gave me a vision to reach out uh, to young people, to disciple them and to help the orphans and the widows. And, uh, you know, God said that he would use me all over the world. Those days in my teens and 20s, I didn't know. I didn't even know most of the parts of the world. Uh, I didn't know how it would happen. So God just gave us a vision. And uh, after now, after 30 plus years of walking with the Lord and starting the Jesus Way International with the discipleship and church planting and mercy ministry as the vision. And uh, God said, you're going to go all over the world. And 10 years down the road, nothing was happening. And then God said, okay, this is the time. It's for you to reach out to the world. And that's where he gave me the vision for Grace TV. And uh, through Grace TV, it's a satellite channel from India, from where I am right now. From there, we are beaming all over the world. And people from across the world are in touch with us and being blessed. And it's just, uh, it's a miracle how things are happening. So it's just a nutshell. I'm just talking about, you know, the whole thing is just, my desire is to see how I can bring Jesus into our culture. That's powerful. And, you know, I think that it's important for people out there that are listening to, to pay attention to what you just said. You know, the Lord gave you a vision and you started to walk it out. But for a foreseeable time, roughly 10 years, you didn't see the fruit of the, the vision that he had given you. And there's a lot of times that, that he gives you a vision. You start to walk it out and you're not seeing what you thought you were going to see. And it still may even be different than, you know, what you originally anticipated. But, you know, the more you start to walk it out, the more you start to see his provision for the vision, the more you get to see the, the fruit of the, the things that he wants to do. And, and his ways are always better than ours. But, you know, in that 10 years, there had to be a lot of, did I miss it? Uh, was there, uh, am I off here? Lord, is this really going to happen? Uh, tell me about that in the delay, what that felt like and, and how you were handling that. Uh, it, it was it was like you said, uh, walking with the Lord is always uh, exciting. But uh, sometimes, you know, the Lord gives you a word and then it's like silence. And then in your mind, you keep thinking like, is that really you, Lord? And, uh, you know, the Lord keeps telling you, okay, that's my word. You have to stick to the word and hang on to that word and claim the promise and wait. And waiting obviously is not an easy uh, task. And uh, so there are so many ways that the Lord has spoken to me about all the things that I'm doing now. And I'm, I'm thankful to God that he didn't show me how that would have happened. Maybe I would have freaked out and said, no, 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 no I can't do all these things. And uh, so God was revealing one step at a time and one leaf he was turning and then one page at a time. And uh, so it was definitely not an easy walk. And when God speaks to you, you know, he, he definitely will fulfill that. But there may be time. A lot of us think, you know, God spoke to me, so it has to happen now. But uh, with me, it was years, you know, when he, when, when I got saved, 
after like 10 years later i slowly something started and then down the road another 10 years the bible school started and then 3 4 years later the orphanage started and i was i mean i didn't understand how that would happen but as i was walking on the promises of god god just started making things fall uh, in its place even with grace tv i said you know god i'm doing this bible school the churches and the orphanage and all but uh doing grace tv it, it is involved millions of you know dollars and uh, i said how is this going to happen but god supernaturally did it in such a way and in in those 10 years from the lord promised me grace tv the 10 years of walk was a very very tough walk and i i just thought it was my own desire as my own thinking but um, god just said you hang on if you believe all things are going to be possible to them that believe so i said it's very easy lord i i just have to pray and i just have to believe your word i confess your word and the lord kept me connected with people and lot of new connections came and that's how i see grace tv existing today so i i feel that when the lord gives a word it will take time it may happen instantly like this or like abraham you know he waited he jumped into ishmael and then he waited for some more time and david if you see king david and then uh, even joseph you know god gave him the vision it it took a few years decades for them to see uh, things happening from 10 to 15 13 years uh, so much of variation so i with my experience i feel that when the lord gives us something no matter what you know god will make sure that it will happen That's right. And you know, it's interesting because um the, the Lord brought up David and Joseph to me as well as you were speaking. And you know, for those not familiar, I mean, David had to you know, he was anointed king, but he still fought Goliath as a boy. He he fought Goliath as as a servant, uh as a shepherd and and ultimately he was still persecuted by Saul. He was still, you know, in the wilderness. He was running for his life. and it was only later that he became king even though he'd already been anointed king and then same thing with Joseph he was given the dream and he you know shared that with his brothers and his brothers sold him into slavery and then he ended up you know in prison for a while and you know then he rose to the the right hand of pharaoh and and he did become that powerful person that that the lord had showed him but there was a lot of time that passed for each one of those incredible men of god And so I think a lot of times, you know, we we hear that word or or we're given that vision and we expect it to be instantaneous. And again, like you said, sometimes it can be, but you know, if we study the people that were extremely close to the Lord in the Bible, you know, I mean, Jesus was on the earth for 30 years before he started his ministry that we're aware of, and he was only in it for 3 years before he died the most gruesome death that anybody could ever die. So, you know, if we look at the behavior and the the patterns in the bible a lot of times it took time if not a lot of time for some of those things to come to pass and uh and even even as i'm saying that you know i'm like man i still want some things you know faster than uh you know i've seen some of the things come to pass even though the lord has has shared certain things with me uh but you know i do think that it's important that we just start taking steps you know when we get that word 
know, we take a step and then, you know, he may meet us on that first step. It may be the second or third step, but, you know, as we start to take those steps and we start to, to go down the path that he shared with us, then we start to see more. And, and oftentimes it's, you know, we're further down the road before we even see anything. But, you know, a lot of times I think people hear a word and they sit and they wait for more of that revelation or they wait for him to give an entire blueprint. And oftentimes he doesn't give the entire blueprint. He just gives you a little bitty piece and you've got to continue to pursue him. And as you do that, he reveals more little pieces. So I do think that that is extremely important and uh, people need to be aware, you know, you, you get the word, start walking it out because if you just sit there and wait, sometimes there are people that wait their whole lives for more revelation from the Lord on that one word and then never pursue the goodness that he had in store. Uh, but, but you did start walking that out. So you started with the orphanage. Tell us more about the uh, Jesus Way International that you started with that and, and that uh, was helping widows and orphans, things of that nature. Tell us more about that. Um, the Jesus Way International started in the year 1998. Uh, it's a registered body in um, US. It's a uh, 501c3 in the US and it's a registered body in India too. So with a vision to disciple people and uh, church planting and mercy ministries. Mm -hmm. So we, we help a lot of people be trained. Uh, we are into church planting, networking with a lot of pastors and uh, building churches if we you know, have people that we need to build. And then mercy ministries. Mercy ministries is basically the orphanage and the widows and the handicapped and feeding and uh, you know, clothing the naked kind of people. So mercy ministries is something has become uh, huge so the Lord uh, helped us to help a lot of orphan children that are there. So we also have a school for those children, a regular school recognized by the government. So orphans and single mothers, uh, kids that come to us. So we give them education and uh, they stay with us. And uh, we, we've had at a time, we had like thousand children in the school. And then uh, we, we also bring in people from uh, all across uh, the neighborhood, the villages and all that. So uh, around uh, 400 children uh, are trained in the orphanage. They live here and um, they, they, they you know, graduate and then people are uh, trained to be, first of all, to know Jesus as their personal savior. And then they get education and uh, they are uh, trained to be leaders. We train them you know, because they are orphans and they are single mother kids. So we teach them you know, what their desire is. And uh, we ask them to pray for what they want to become. So this is basically, uh, it's, it's like a factory of, you know, um, creating people for what they want to be. A multi-purpose factory desires of the kids to become what they want to become, what desire God put in them. We prepare them and equip them and good, uh, put good foundation in them. So as they go to colleges and all that, then they become what they want to be. So yeah, the Bible school, church planting and mercy ministries. So that's what is going on right now. It is uh, because of the COVID things are all, the government is all uh, you know quiet and calm. There's no school going on. So that's what we're doing there. Well, I just, I've seen here in America, you know, the homelessness and I've seen, you know, at, at times children on the streets 
you know, certainly people without anything and without food, things of that nature. But, you know, America is, is obviously a place where even the poorest of the poor here, it's, it's no comparison to, you know, the things that you experience in your country and, you know, the level of poverty that you see there is completely different. And, you know, so those, those hundreds of children, I mean, how many people, there, there's over a billion people in India, but, but how many people are living in poverty in India right now? Um, the whole country has 1.4 billion people. So the cities and towns, uh, I would say like 20% of the Indian population live in the cities and towns that are all well equipped uh, with latest uh, businesses and all the rich people and all. The 80% of the population of India are all rural. It's all in rural villages, rural people, farms and uh, a lot of different things. So yeah, there's a lot of poverty in the villages. Still, there needs to be so many things that need to be done. And the government and the World Bank and so many organizations are trying to do whatever. So definitely uh, India is a, a developing country and developing very, very fast, especially with technology. And if you see, you know, all over the world, uh, Indians are, you know, good at uh, in the medical field, in the IT field and uh, businesses. So, yeah, this is uh, definitely the rural people are also being developed now. I think another 10 to 15 years, uh, India would be a totally different uh, country. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that, that my friends here that are from India are you know, so intelligent. They're so hardworking. They are you know, extremely driven to be as successful as possible. Uh, a lot of them are you know, second generation, uh, some of them first generation. And, you know, so they got an opportunity and, you know, they've, they've come and they've taken advantage of, you know, as much of the education and, and utilizing the skills that they've got. Um, you know, my, my doctor growing up, his, uh, he was from India and then his son who went to school with me was also from India. So um, he was a doctor and then his son became a doctor uh, both, both incredible people. But, you know, when you just talk about sheer numbers, if, if 80% of the people are living in rural areas and then you've got a lot of that 20% has, has done well for themselves, but the, the 80%, I mean, just the sheer numbers there and the, the level of opportunities for you to minister. Uh, you know, I think one of the, the challenges that we face here in America is, because there is so much abundance, there's so much waste, and there's so much, um, you know, there's, there's just a sense of entitlement and, and a lack of appreciation that so many people have. You know, I mean, we're li literally living in one of the wealthiest places on earth, and people are constantly complaining that they don't have enough. And it's, it's really disheartening to see, knowing that there are so many people that don't have anything, not just in this country, but around the world. And, you know, from that standpoint, um, you know, I, I just think that it's extremely important that we continue to do as the Bible says, and we do take care of the widows, the orphans, the poor, those that have no food. And, you know, so, so here we, we help with the homeless a lot. Uh, but, you know, Birmingham, Alabama, there are, 
you know, a couple thousand, but but nothing near the magnitude of of what you guys are seeing on a regular basis. How do you when you see there's so much need and you know, again, it overwhelms me because I see the need and we don't have nearly as much. But when you see all of the need, you know, hundreds of children as is right now, and you've had up to a thousand, um, you know, how do you uh, navigate all that? You know, how, how do you um, keep your spirit high and, and you know, ultimately uh, stay focused on uh, God's plan for, for what he's called you to do? Um, yeah, the thousand children I was talking about includes the day school kids and the orphan kids together. Okay. Okay. So they're like half and half. Uh, and yes, as you were talking about, uh, U.S. has so much of everything. And I always use this uh, illustration for people to understand. Uh, not that uh, India does not know the things that I'm going to say. But like I said, the 20% of the Indians are well equipped with a lot of new gadgets or new technology or aware of the Western ways of living. But I tell people in the U.S. that uh, they don't even have to brush their teeth in U.S. because the toothbrush does all the work because there's a mechanized or automatic toothbrush. You just put it inside and it just rotates round and round. You know, the kids, uh, the kids toothbrush. And then I say in India, they don't even know a toothbrush because they use a stick to mm. brush their teeth. So wow. the, the comparison of, you know, the, the 21st century that a world exists where so many latest gadgets are there and there is a place of poverty that people don't even know a toothbrush. They use a stick even now, even, I mean, if you go to rural villages, uh, they are they're happy using a stick and they have great teeth so yes when when we see the abundance when i travel to the us i see so much of abundance and so much uh, blessings i should say it's a blessing to uh, live in a country like that and i also understand why india is the way it is because the bondage the demonic influence the curse of i mean 300 million gods I mean, I can't even name like 20, 30 of them. So the, the point I'm making is the oppression that India is because of that poverty, because of the demonic influence, curse, uh, you know, the superstition, the witchcraft, the black magic, and all this is because of the demonic influence. So it is overwhelming most of the time. And it is like, you know, I wish I can save all these millions of children on the uh, streets in India. Uh, I wish I can. That's my desire to do that. Uh, but I'm limited. My resources are limited. I wish I can do it. Uh, but whatever the Lord has given in my hands, I want to use that. And as the Lord brings more, I'm, I'm willing to do that. That's what we are committed, myself and my wife, Angel. Uh, we came from Florida, we left the United States, and we have come here uh, to take care of these kind of uh, situations and uh, transform the culture, transform and give them Jesus. So we are doing that through the orphan children, educating them, giving them great education, and giving them good food, and the widows and the handicapped. So yeah, I mean, pray that uh, I could help as many as possible but uh, 
the lord's you know giving us whatever i'm being faithful in that small thing so it is overwhelming it is overwhelming yes well i think the i think it is important that we stay focused on you know doing what we can do partnering obviously with the lord in the the power of the holy spirit you know knowing that that he's going to equip us to do the things that he's called us to do but at the same time you know i always have to remind myself and other people that that we're not a savior he's the savior we can lead him to the savior but you know there's only so much we can do and i think that's the best way that that we've got to position our hearts so that we don't get burdened by seeing i want to add here uh, i'm i'm sorry i'm trying to uh, add something here See, my desire the vision god gave me was to have 3000 children so the lord provided a facility and i have a facility for 3000 often kids to live here on the campus with the school with residents with the kitchen and everything but i am able to influence only few of them the whole place is empty so i said lord i want to save at least 3000 of them the, the facility is there but i am not able to do it and and my desire is to be here and people say why don't you come to america and then you know raise some finances and itinerate and do things like that so i just tell them see this is my desire you know i want to be here if i'm not here and if i'm in america i can raise a lot of funds but this is my desire and if god is the one who can provide in the us the same god he can provide here too so so i am doing my part and prepared a whole entire building for 3000 kids and it is it is there it's it's right there wow so the the opportunity is already there it's it's essentially being able to uh pay for each one of those children on a daily basis so how much does it cost to fund you know one child per day it's less than a coke a dollar a day wow 30 a month it's i mean for people i see a huge line outside starbucks i'm not against starbucks i i love starbucks and nothing wrong with that but it is a very hard concept for some people to understand you know giving some a, a coke away a day can take care of one child in india their entire food education clothes for one day so 30 a month takes care of one child's future imagine that 30 what can it do in america can mm-hmm. that 30 give an education or uh, i mean we are able to do that here mm-hmm. so yeah one one uh, buck a day 30 30 a month that's wow. right wow so essentially uh let's do some math here 360 a year times 3000 uh so $90,000 a year um or $90,000 a month is for 3000 okay all if, right if we have all the 3000 we don't have them right now okay we have okay. a facility right now okay to accommodate those um yeah but it's not looking at the you know million dollars a year it's it's a dollar a day exactly you, you break it down like that and you realize you, for $360 somebody could impact one child for an entire year one year that's right 
That's wow. right. If you look at it as a huge budget, then it's like, oh, I can't do it. But you can do one, one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that that's, um, you know, we, we hear the amount of resources that are wasted on nonsense. It's, it's baffling. And it's, um, you know, and I try to do a good job of, of stewarding in, in my own household. And, you know, in my business, that's, that's what we do is we help people plan. But um, still, you know, when it comes down to frivolous things on a daily basis that people um, don't even think about, you know, I, I think that it's important that people always remember that there are people, you know, whether it's in their own town, their own city, their own state, their own country, that there are always people that don't have what somebody else has. And, you know, I, I think in America there, you know, you talked about, you know, demonic strongholds and, and things of that nature, you know, in America, it, it's a spirit of greed. There's a spirit of lust. There's a spirit of, uh, you know, all of these different things that, that come against people. And it isn't uh, just because these are bad people. It's, it's because they've partnered with these spirits and, you know, the entertainment industry in this country and the news media in this country are constantly pitting people against one another. They're constantly making, you know, a spirit of jealousy. Uh, you know, that person's got what I want. So, you know, they just need to give it to me uh, just because they have. And, um, you know, I, I think that it's it's been extremely sad for me to see, you know, I'm only 42 years old, but the, the shift in America over my lifetime has been disheartening to see, again, knowing that if we're a good steward of what we've got, then, you know, we could eliminate poverty in America. We could eliminate poverty in other countries, you know, especially given the return on investment that you could get for a smaller amount of dollars goes so much further in India or, you know, other countries that are developing. And, you know, I think sometimes it's, People get so consumed with their own needs or their own wants, really. Their needs are met. It's it's their own wants that they just put their head in the sand. So Grace TV, essentially, you're bringing the message of Jesus out to people all around the world. But at the same time, are you uh, educating people about the needs that you've got there, too, so that people can partner with you through that? Yes, Matt. Uh, the reason God gave Grace TV was to magnify the vision of the Jesus way. Mm-hmm. Grace TV is under Jesus way. And uh, so the whole reason for Grace TV was to put it across to the people and uh, appeal to people that, you know, to raise influencers. The whole concept of Grace TV is raising up influencers, the seven cultural mountains. I don't know if you heard about the Mm-hmm. Uh, seven cultural mountains where Lauren Cunningham and uh, Bill Bright have done that and uh, not knowing that God gave them that vision God gave me that same vision 10 years ago and after that I realized after searching I came across uh, Lance Walna. then I searched more then it took me to Lauren Cunningham and Bill Bright and I was like wow God you gave a vision 30-40 years ago and now the same vision you are giving me not knowing that that's existing there so god said grace tv is going to raise up people in the seven cultural mountains all over the world not just in india so god said put it across to people 
And so we do use Grace TV to help people to give towards these orphan children. But uh, uh, yeah, we are still trying to, you know, uh, have people with some kind of uh, desire because India is a total different mindset. And uh, we are trying our best to do how we could uh, help raise finances through Grace TV for the orphan children. But uh, mostly uh, we, are, we are still trying to learn how to tap into the unbelieving, not the Christian uh, audience. Uh, and because Christians are like 2% according to the government census at this 2020. So the most of the uh, population that is watching Grace TV are from different faiths. Mm -hmm. So India is very, very different when it comes to religion. Because again, I said 300 million gods, they want to please their own gods. So I'm in a position where first I want gospel to grow out, go out people to know the grace of God. Once they connect and they know, then we disciple them and then, you know, talk about giving. Uh, India has experienced little, uh, has a negative experience because we had God TV here and we had other Christian TVs. I don't want to name all the TVs, but uh, they have been asking for a lot of money kind of thing like sewing, which we, the church understands the, the principles of sewing. But in India, if it, when it's not a Christian country, you're asking to give money, money, money. It portrays very negatively. So on Grace TV, we don't ask money. We just put the need there and uh, we just keep it open for people. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to see how I can do, give an opportunity for people to be involved. And uh, I'm waiting for that. Well, how can people that are listening to this show, how could they partner with you being in the U.S.? Um, where could they go to give if they wanted to? Um, you can go to our website that is jesuswayindia.org. And uh, there, you know, you have a place where you can give or um, even you can just uh, connect me uh, through email. Um, uh, you can just go to the contact uh, part and then you can email us from there or you can email me directly. My personal email is M-E-A-G-H-E-R-J-W-I at gmail.com. So you can do either ways. So and in, in, in the US, if you're, you know, if you need a tax credits, then it's a 501c3. They can give directly in the US and they can give there. Yeah. And the Grace TV, how can people watch that over here? Grace TV is on all the major world platforms like Apple TV, Amazon, uh, Google, and Roku. And we also have our own uh, live apps that are going on and a website. And we are also on satellite. It's a satellite channel. So almost uh, 100 to 150 countries that have free download of frequency they can watch grace tv and uh, i want to give this to the people that are hearing uh, on this platform the lord has put on my heart just recently to raise up 24 elders like the book of uh, revelation talks about how in the presence of god 24 elders are there so god has been putting that on my heart to put it across to the world christian fathers or apostles 
who want to reap the end time harvest and uh, so this is an opportunity where grace tv is giving people opportunity to hire uh, a time slot for a very very minimum amount and again if they connect with me on an email or a phone call or they can connect with you and we can connect uh, you can connect us and uh, so